Former President Trump's abortion stands front and center on the campaign trail after he called Florida's six-week ban a, quote, terrible mistake. Now Florida Governor Ron DeSantis is hitting back. Listen to this. Protecting unborn babies that have detectable heartbeats is not terrible. Uh, it's noble. It's just. And it should be something that anyone says that they're pro-life would embrace. I don't see how you could claim to have been at one time pro-life and then turn around and say that it's terrible that a state would enact protections for life. So let's take a look at this, because Trump's position on abortion has evolved over the last 25 years, and that evolution is something his Republican rivals have been quick to attack. Take a look at how that position has changed over his decades in public life. I'm, I'm very pro-choice. I hate the concept of abortion. I hate it. I hate everything it stands for. I cringe when I listen to people debating the subject. But you still, I just believe in choice. But I'm pro-life. You're pro-life, but you do think that there should be exceptions for rape and incest. Yes, uh, and life, you know, the health of the mother, the death. Do you believe in punishment for abortion, yes or no, as a principle? Uh, the answer is that there has to be some form of punishment. For the woman? Yeah, there has to be some form. We got it back to the States. Uh, we did the Roe v. Wade thing, which have been, they've been trying to get it done for 50 years. I got it done. I believe in the three exceptions for rape, incest, and the life of the mother. I believe in that. Without the exceptions, it is very difficult to win elections. We're going to would come you together. sign federal legislation there. that would ban abortion at 15 weeks? No, no. Let me just tell you what I do. I'm going to come together with all groups, and we're going to have something that's acceptable. I mean, DeSantis is willing to sign a five-week and six-week ban. Would you support that? You think I, that I goes I think too what far? he did is a terrible thing and a terrible mistake. As you can see, it is quite an evolution. With us at the table, the co-author of Politico's New York Playbook, Emily No, Washington Post national correspondent Philip Bump, and Semaphore politics reporter Shelby Talcott. Um, yes, people change, Shelby. But he's changing back and forth kind of right now, because he's criticizing some of the most strict bans that, by the way, Dobbs has allowed to happen, while also saying, but I'm the one who got all these conservative justices on the court, and I'm therefore responsible for getting Roe overturned. Yeah, he's sort of trying to play both sides here. Um, and so in a way, he is kind of almost, in my opinion, moving over to the general election early. And he's trying to figure out ways to get some of those more moderate, socially moderate, voters on board, while also reminding the ultra-conservative religious voters, well, last time around, I did X, Y, Z for you guys, so you should still be with me, even though I'm saying something different this time around. And that has really frustrated the anti-abortion activists, as, as we've talked about here before. The thing is, it hasn't that frustration hasn't really translated into any changes in support for Trump in a primary election. Mm -hmm. uh, dig in on the primary in a second. But, Emily, the idea of I'm, I'm triangulating back for the general election right now when you got three Supreme Court justices where your threshold was literally opposition to Roe versus Wade, and therefore that is exactly what they did, which has allowed everything on the state level. Like, how do you get to do that? Because you're Donald Trump, and That's he isn't held to account answer, by Republicans. But it's right, and I he isn't held to account by Republicans, by his party, in the way that he should be. Shelby is right that he's playing both sides. He shouldn't be permitted to. He shouldn't. He should care what Ron DeSantis, as his primary opponent, says. 
uh, he should have his words used against him. He shouldn't be able to appoint justices to the Supreme Court that hurt Dobbs, that hurt Roe. He shouldn't be able to go on and call a six-week ban in Florida a terrible mistake. But he can say whatever he wants. He says what's politically expedient, and no one cares. He is not... No one else is competitive at this stage in the Republican primary um, as Donald Trump, who's 40 points over Ron DeSantis. So good for Ron DeSantis for trying to stick up for his state, for his policies. But Trump says what he wants. Isn't the reality that it doesn't really matter what Trump says on this right now because he got the court so dramatically changed that he got this ruling that is going to be here? Yeah. Yeah, no, exactly right. I mean, his shtick in politics has always been to say the thing that he thinks people want to hear and then do whatever he can to deliver for his base. That was him delivering for his base, getting those three justices appointed, having Roe be overturned. He can just point and to not that. Not just right? that, the guns decision, the oh, sure, yes. state EPA, I mean, all of these things. A absolutely, absolutely. I'm so glad in that in that segment, that you, the, the, yeah. those clips you just showed, you showed that point in 2015 when he's asked if there should be a punishment for the women, because you can see him. He's never thought about it. You can see him, he's like, yes, I think there has to be a punishment for and he's just making it up on the fly, because that's what he does. He, he, he's not paid any attention to this issue, except that he knows what's popular. And what he knows right now is he's seen all these election results. He knows that his party's hard position on abortion is not popular. Mm -hmm. Again, he's running in the general already because he's basically locked up the primary. And so this is what he's doing. This is the message he's putting forward. Oh, these guys are too far to the right, trying to position, position himself as a moderate and knowing that the right will still be there on election. Triangulating in real time. Yeah, and I have a, a decent idea that Democratic ad makers probably not going to let him get away with yeah, that to I some degree. Right. But on the, in the primary side, you know, take a listen to what Mike Pence and Ron DeSantis have been saying. You saw him walking away from our commitment to the sanctity of human life. I'm pro-life. People that know me know I'll always stand for the unborn. I think the former president is wrong on the issue. Uh, he was a pro-life president. We need a pro-life president in the future. For him to then attack people like Iowa, South Carolina, Florida, all these other states, uh, I thought was a big mistake. But look, I mean, I think he's... Um, He's uh, taking positions that uh, I think are different from what he took in 2015 when he first came onto the scene. Senator Tim Scott was in there as well. Iowa is the state that everyone's been looking to for some type of sign that this is having an impact. Is it? Not so far, and it was really interesting. I had a conversation with um, Bob Vanderplatz, who's a very prominent Iowa evangelical, uh, sort of like the leader of one of the leaders of the movements out there. And his point to me was if... Trump is successful in Iowa, as we have seen every indication is that so far, I mean, it's still early, but he's, he could be. Um, it will say more about the evangelical voter base there by basically his argument was it'll say that they are willing to vote for a personality over their cause. And so this is not just, you know, an issue for what's going to happen in 2024, but it's also, I think, kind of going to be a basis of how um, influential the evangelical, social conservative base, uh, anti-abortion movement is going forward. Let's just, before we go, look at this new polling out. There's a bunch, there's ABC Washington Post, but I wanna hone in on the NBC poll, Biden's overall approval rating, and then how he's doing on the economy. Uh, 56% disapprove, only 41% approve. And on the economy, it's really bad. Let's pull that up next. I believe it's 23%, if I've got that right, approval on the economy. This is a little different look, but the economy is worse, 58%. Philip, how do you fight this? When they're running on Bidenomics.
Well, yeah, I mean, it'll be interesting to see if they continue to run on Bidenomics moving forward. I, you think I, they might, that's interesting. You think they may... Well, I just don't know. I mean, they, they put a big push on, like, yeah. oh, let's talk about Bidenomics. I don't know if, you know, I think they will still definitely focus on the economy and the fact that the economy is more robust than people might have anticipated. I don't know if they'll use that phrase. Uh, but, you know, I mean, I think that a, a, a lot of Democrats are thinking that what they need to do is run on democracy as opposed to Donald Trump. We saw this ad that came out from Donald Trump or from Joe Biden last week, uh, President Biden, I should say, uh, that focused on his visit to Ukraine and really had a subtext about, like, I'm standing up against the autocrats. I think that's the push they're going to make. 2020, he got elected president not because he was so popular, because Donald Trump was so unpopular. That's definitely part of what they're hoping will happen again in 2024, should that be the matchup. And he's giving a speech on democracy soon, so we'll see if that pivot happens. Emily, Phil, Shelby, thanks, guys, as always.